0: Blasted film so far this year is now the biggest box office grocer in August history. So the question is Is Suicide Squad as bad as everyone says it is, Jerry? No,
1: but that doesn't mean it's great. It's it's just not, it's how shall we say it? It's it's mediocre. Um, There's an interesting idea there for a really good movie. I think that something happened after Batman vs Superman came out. And they, that Warner Brothers tampered with it, and it really something got lost there um, in the last couple months with the reshoots and everything. And, and I think the film has some bright spots, but it also has a lot of glaring negatives, if you will. Um, that being what's the bright spot? When the bright spot is Margot Robbie, that is the bright spot. Um, and then second to that would be Will Smith. I do have a question for you guys, and maybe you can answer this for me. Is Jared Leto an afterthought in the movie? I don't see
2: That's a lot of so him from,
3: from what I understand, <clears throat> uh, Jared Leto wanted to inject more of a rated flavor into his Joker. Right, And And right. uh, they wanted to hit a PG-13, so therefore a lot of his stuff has been cut out and will probably be reinstated in the, in the DVD release.
1: Okay, so I, it's not that I missed something. He's just not in a good chunk of the movie. He, it's a glorified cameo at this point. Um, uh-huh. Okay. No, because I, I was watching it, and I'm just like, wow, where, where the hell is he? Uh, you know, he's in parts of it. And I, you know, to be... Look, I. It's really if I was an actor, I wouldn't touch the Joker with a ten-foot pole. I don't see how you top Heath Ledger. Um, I really don't know how you do that. Um, and I I just out of respect for Heath Ledger and the character, I would have,
3: you know, stayed away from him for decades.
1: Well, but how do you think
3: how- that Lido does? I mean, with what little is in the movie, I mean,
2: does
3: it does it feel like does it feel like it's a new take on the? On oh, the God, character, no.
1: or? Oh, God, no, it's like a really weird, like,
3: um, fusion of Heath Ledger,
1: um, a really bad Jimmy Cagney, um, impersonation, and a really just, like, he doesn't know what to do with the character, um, mm. but there, but the problem is he's not there enough to really get the gist
3: of the character. He's not really part of the story, is he?
1: I, I mean, I feel like he's almost an afterthought, Really, like, oh, let's throw in the Joker.
2: Um,
3: I,
1: I think the problem with this movie is that there are good ideas in the movie. It's the actual plot of the movie. Um, do you do you remember? Do you, did any of you guys ever watch the original Battlestar Galactica?
2: Not
3: well, yeah.
1: One. See, remember they did a Dirty Dozen style episode. They took villains and they put them on a mission. Um, mm. kind of thing. They took all the bad guys and they put them on a, in a like a kind of Dirty Dozen mission. It has that feel to it. Um, in the sense that the villain that they're trying to get isn't really that memorable. Like, the actual, the the story of the movie is is pretty bland. There's not really much there. I I guess the Enchantress is the villain uh, uh, amongst the villains. So um, it doesn't really feel, there's not much there. I mean, there's just not much of a story there, if that makes sense. Um, It just doesn't feel like, yeah, you have the baddest of the bad, who really, by the way, aren't that bad. Um, you know, they're actually really actually kind.
3: Well, you know, I mean, you know, they make they make Will Smith's character uh, into somebody who's just really, like, soft and gushy over his daughter.
2: Yeah, so they have I mean, to have
3: that kind of thing in it.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's the problem. You're you're doing this in a, you know, these are not, it is a very PC-13 movie. Um, You know, I don't know what they're trying to go for and I don't, you know, as someone pointed out, a couple of reviews pointed out, you were really in the span of what is trying to do, they haven't built up these characters to make this kind of film yet, and what they're trying to do in their world building or whatever the appropriate term is, this is a movie that you would have been better off years from now, instead of trying mm. to do it right out of the gate. You know what? I,
0: I mean, it's, it's, so, it's so odd, too, because, well, maybe not. Uh, maybe it speaks to the deception of advertising, but uh, that's my favorite trailer of the year. That trailer set to the Queen song, that so they came out oh, with yeah. Suicide Squad. I mean, that makes Suicide Squad look like the 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 coolest kind of most pr- provocatively fun movie of the year. Uh, and, secondly, and it does I mean, have a
3: great marketing campaign, otherwise too, like yeah. the like the the yeah. posters and so forth. Uh, it's it's a it's a terrific marketing campaign. Oh,
0: no, it is. I've
1: never but been, but been a real this.
3: <laughs>
0: Um, is it possible? And maybe that's not one of the problems with this movie, but I find it's the problem with a lot of movies, particularly superheroes that movies that tend to be overpacked. Is it just impossible to make a film about eight lead characters?
3: I think. Yeah. It, I think it's something that that. Sh- but then again, you know, then we have uh, then we have Guardians of the Galaxy, which did a terrific job of of. Mm. Uh, uh, and that's the know. model that's yeah, the that's... model
1: for this film. There's no doubt about that. With the music and everything, um, mm-hmm. that's certainly the model, and it falls so short if you compare it to Guardians of the Galaxy, the movie just never, can never get to that. I also think in that since James Gunn, in that regard, understands pop culture a lot better than David Ayer. I do like David Ayer. I think Harsh Times and End of Watch are really good movies. He might not have been the director for this. I don't know. Um but we don't know. I would. I think there's a great documentary waiting to be made about this movie, because obviously something happened after Batman versus Superman. They took this movie away from him. Um, so you, blame, you blame you uh,
0: blame you blame Warner Brothers before David Ayer.
1: Yeah, because um, Warner Brothers doesn't know what they want. Warner Brothers, remember, a couple of years ago, issued that thing: we're not going to have any humor in our films like Marvel. They wanted to be so anti-Marvel. That I think it right. really hurt them.
2: Mm. I mean,
0: I think I don't think they know what they're doing. Quite honestly, you know why? You know why they gave it to David Ayer? Probably. I mean, he just got off of uh, Sabotage. What was the other movie that he did that was similar to that? Like a group of people
1: Fury. doing Fury. dirty work. Fury would be yes. The Tank movie. Yeah. I mean, which is a which is a good movie in its own right, but I just don't.
3: Yeah, I mean. Hmm. I'm not a tremendous well, fan of his in general. So, but I would blame the uh, blame the Warner Brothers people who have, who are are probably frame fucking the uh, the thing. I mean, like yeah. they're just they're 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 going line by line, and and uh, a lot of some of these people don't even have. I mean, some of these people don't even have. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's
2: an interesting. That's an interesting phrase.
3: Um, uh, well, and it's not mine. It's an old phrase from from years ago. But um, uh, the, they're probably going line by line, and some of these people also. Uh, am I not right? Am I right in saying that um, the guy who's heading Warner Brothers now is the first executive, uh, one of the first executives to never have had any kind of uh, experience in making movies. He's uh, he's mainly like a brand consultant. I think Uh, you're
1: right. I think. And uh, he's
3: never before he got put into the top tier. He had never had any contact with the movie industry whatsoever, so he was just a brand consultant. So that's what you have going through every single line and every single frame of the movie is some guy who says, that doesn't fit our brand. We need to – they're more concerned about brands than they are about movies. They don't know anything about movies. No. Uh, um, So – If I may interject, though, the
1: problem with these movies started um, with the lukewarm reception of Man of Steel. Um, And remember, man, there was supposed to be a Man of Steel 2, which I don't think we're ever going to see. But that was supposed to be Batman versus Superman. Originally, it was going to be Man of Steel 2. But because Superman did not get the reaction. um, Let's be honest, these guys just don't know what to do with Superman anymore. Um, They have no idea. I mean, it's really lost on them. Um, so they decided, okay, we'll bring Batman into it, and then later on, oh, we'll make we'll make it like the like Dawn of the Justice League or whatever. So this is we've have two movies in a row where Warner Brothers has really just, um, for lack of a better phrase, I mean, really just doesn't know what they don't know what they're doing. Um, now,
3: I got a question for you, Jerry. Uh, have you watched the three-hour version of? Batman versus Superman. That's
2: now no. Been I released. really
1: don't want to. Re- it's not something I want to revisit. I mean, it's just not. I mean, what
3: what what could I possibly hope to gain?
1: I mean, I have well, a I mean, lot I'm lot just my Films I want to
3: watch.
1: I'm, I am curious.
3: I'm of- <laughs> here's what I'm here's why I asked the question. I'm just curious to know if the movie, if that movie is better than the one that was in the theaters, uh, because uh, maybe their modus operandi. Is to create. Maybe they're they're trying to use these these movies as sort of previews for the bigger movie that's coming out on disc. You oh know what god, I'm saying? that's an awful
2: thought. That's just,
3: I mean, like the true. the bigger better movie that's coming out on disc. You know, so this is like it's like a two hour preview. But but,
0: but physical media isn't selling either.
2: Yeah, Even I mean, though Batman vs gonna...
0: Superman is, is number one for like three weeks in Blu-ray sales, but Blu-ray sales are anemic as far as I have heard. Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, no, I mean, they're ane they're anemic just in general. But but aren't aren't uh, uh, you know genre movie fans still buying them? I mean, they're still buying them. I don't know what they're buying anymore. Um, but let me let me
1: let me go. Let's backtrack. Thing you just in that statement. That you've just made, you have really crystallized what William Goldman said: that no one knows anything in Hollywood. So you are going to say you're going to put all your ducks or all your chickens in this one the ba- eggs in this one basket that is dying. The physical media, the DVD, the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's one. Dude, that's frightening. That's absolutely frightening. So you're saying that hey, we're gonna we're, we're, the movie, the movie experience should, as far as I'm concerned, be the main thing you're going for. When you're already saying no, we'll save it for the DVD. That's frightening. That's <laughs> absolutely. I mean, if if I was, you know, we, my mom and dad were at a party many decades ago with the heirs for the Warner Brothers fortune. They could not get into the studio, the front door of Warner Brothers. Um, they were not allowed. Um, you know, so that that says anything about Warner Brothers. Um, they couldn't get it. They couldn't even get a job there. So. <laughs> But it you seems to me that these guys are are saving it all for the physical media, which is dying, that's right.
3: Well, it well, just hey, gives them a second I have some, chance. I have to, some good news. Okay, because okay. this is depressing. Yeah, <laughs> okay, that's very I, find,
2: depressing.
3: I, I find everything to do with the the whole superhero thing to be depressing.
1: Well, Especially when you have these guys, as you said, don't even know anything about movies and they're going to, hey, we'll, we'll save it for the Blu-ray. Hey, the Blu-ray is dying. <laughs> We're going to put all our money towards that. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. I mean, why even have a theatrical distribution, uh, exhibition arm in your yeah. studio if, uh, if that's an afterthought? Uh, Martin Scorsese's Silence, according to Scorsese, will come out this year in November or December if the studio wants to go that way, which I can't imagine they won't. What, will they look at it and say, silence will make a
3: lot more money in March? <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, God.
3: <laughs> well, that's good news. I mean, you know. I thought it was. I thought that was coming out this year, though. I mean, I thought that was a foregone for I mean. Well, it's been a little iffy recently because, you know, it's not going to hit any of the uh, – it's not going to be ready in time for any of the uh, festival runs. Uh, oh, okay. Rents. <laughs> So it's just like, just like you know, Wolf of Wall Street and Hugo before that. Uh, there's this period of like, is it really going to come out? Because we really haven't seen anything from it. Uh, so, um, you know, there's that period of of shakiness before a Scorsese movie because it, it might not be well, ready. Well, it also
0: speaks. It also speaks to uh, his editing process.
3: I mean, he spent mm-hmm. so
0: long editing every movie that, uh, you know, right. it's ready when it's ready. But he says it's yeah. ready. Uh, he's he's going... Uh, he said he's going in August... Well, it is August, to uh, score it. And mm-hmm. that's the last step. Mm-hmm.
3: So it's just following the same, same trajectory as the previous movies. At least the last few Scorsese's. So... I feel confident it'll come out. So is this a... I mean,
0: I say this because I'm not as on on top of when movies are coming out or what movies are out there that might be Oscar caliber, but, you know, the doldrums of summer for big movie fans usually leads to a slate of quality movies we can look forward to. So, Silence being one, what are the others that might be Oscar contenders from this year?
1: Well, there are... Okay, I was having this conversation with my mom earlier. You have two movies coming out at the beginning of September that I think are Oscar contenders. obviously Eastwood's uh, Sully, which comes out the first week of September. Um, Mm -hmm. And then also there's the Michael Fossbinder movie, The Light Between Oceans, which I'm really surprised is getting the Labor Day um, weekend release, because that's like I always thought the kiss of death. And this is a this was at the time it was made a high-profile film based on a bestseller, um, but that these are two. Um, you do have a lot of you have a lot of movies coming out um, this year in the, in the fall. I mean, you have the Jack Reacher sequel, these are an Oscar contender. But have Jack Reacher, you have Inferno. Um, you have the Girl on the Train, which could be an Oscar contender as
3: far as actresses concerned, Emily Blunt. Um, so those are well, I mean, let me talk about some others. I mean, there's obviously there's been two movies that are holdovers from the um, from the uh, you know Sundance uh, that are highly anticipated, uh, which are uh, Manchester by the Sea, the new Kenneth right. Lonergan uh-huh. with uh, Casey Affleck, and uh, um, and also um, The Birth of a Nation. The, That's um, the big one. Mm. Uh, I think I think Birth of a Nation is actually going to take a back seat to some other other movies. I, but uh, uh, you know, I think a big one is going to be Denzel Washington's film of uh, August Wilson's Stences. Uh,
2: uh-huh. I think
3: that's going to overtake. You know, the uh, the black vote. I guess you know in Do uh, you, in think, you of, think
1: that will overtake Birth the Birth of a Nation? You think I do actually. No, I, I, um, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just because remember this was that Murphy was going to do this, if I'm not mistaken. Eddie Murphy was attached to *On um, Fences*. At one time. Yeah, I
2: think I think that
0: *Fences*. I think that *Fences* could be the actor, the acting category darling, and *Birth of a Nation* could be the best picture darling. That's what I think.
3: It could be, and also in that in that realm too, we have uh, the uh, the new Jeff Nichols movie *Loving*.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, that's a about, big
3: one. I mean uh, yeah, so with uh, Joel Egerton and uh, Ruth Nega. So uh th- that uh, uh that's gonna be a big thing. Of course, you know, Ang Lee's movie, Billy Lynn's Half long halftime walk mm-hmm. um, uh is is gonna be something to look forward to and uh, you know, I think you know that's you know, those are the biggies. Uh there could be oh oh and also Damien Chazelle's La La Land. Yeah, I mean uh, you gotta but,
1: throw that in there. But you might there might have been a movie that opened this weekend that might be a player. I don't know though. I, I watched it last night, um, and that would be James uh famous, um Indignation. I don't Yeah, know. indignation uh, I don't know, guys. I don't know. I watched it. Less it's probably I, a little
3: too smart.
2: <laughs> it's too
1: smart. Um, I do. I would be. I, you know, like we can't rule, rule out Logan Lerman for um, an a Best Actor, though.
0: We we can't rule I, that out right now. God, I never thought I'm, that those words would be spoken. I, I,
1: I really <laughs> no, don't. No, 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 I don't.
2: I don't have much Kurt love for him, but he Cena, does look uh, well Kurt
0: cast in, in
1: Wallflowers. This. What I'm using as the you know, we do have that, but then of course we have Percy Jackson, which you
0: know that would disqualify anybody. Um,
1: Those movies, um, but yeah, I words, words you never hear.
0: Out. I would not, I would not rule out Charles Nelson Riley for a best actor. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah, but there is another movie though. We're not, we're not taking into account the
0: big movie,
1: and that's American Pastoral. We can't rule that movie out. Is that a
0: McGregor's movie? That looks good. Yes. yes
2: oh, that looks is. good.
1: That, that, is the Philip, that is the big Philip Roth prize right there. Um,
3: that's wow, really, two Philip that's Roth the, adaptations in one year. Yeah, that's I mean, worth. you can't rule those out. Um, but you can't rule out American
1: Pastoral. That is the big... That is, I mean, of all the best, best films that we're talking about that could be best picture material... That towers over even silence, for that matter, because that is oh, probably Oh, I don't like think not
2: so. That's
1: probably my. <laughs> I mean, Mike, you and McGregor like,
3: is, a
2: is
1: no, but is not, not even McGregor. Just the material. I'm just talking about the material-wise, just subject Yeah, matter. material that is, though. That doesn't matter. I'm, no, I'm, no. I realize I'm, when we get to okay. we get to that but that is a movie that we really got to pay attention to did he do it justice i mean it, it could you don't know i mean it's that is the big question mark
3: well the big problem is that he's a debut filmmaker so i mean it's he's never made a movie before so that's true uh, but
1: it could, but he's never made so we have to take it could be it could be wonderful it could be god awful i mean there's that always i mean of course it always goes towards the god awful part but that's a big big um, that's been something they've been trying to make since it came out. The book came out 20 years ago,
0: um, so this is an enormous undertaking. I don't know well, who does as it. as long as 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 long as nobody frame fucks it before it comes out. Yeah, <laughs> so, so, so lovingly do said. That.
3: Also, Here's, you says. know, we forgot about we forgot about the uh, the founder, which I think looks fantastic. Uh, I know. But they pushed we, that back though. They that was supposed to come out this weekend, then they pushed that back. Um, yeah, but it's back. It's back further back in award season. It's still. Yeah. It's still this year. Um, so they just wanted to. They didn't want to put it out in October. Yeah, no, no, I don't
1: blame them for not. Wanting so that's to that's, that's right
3: a, now. to me that's a positive that they pushed it back because they have they have uh they have confidence in it okay. as an yeah. awards player. Um,
0: uh here's something. Um. Exciting casting news. Uh, I think it's a movie called The Professor and the Madman. It's about the the founding of the Oxford English Dictionary. Mm -hmm. um, And a guy that submitted 10,000 entries for the dictionary who had a prior history of being in an an insane asylum. Um, And it's, it's a movie that's going to star for the first time Mel Gibson, and Sean Penn.
3: Mm. Wow. Wow. There'll be a lot of lively political discussions on that set. <laughs> yeah, there will. And plenty of drinking. I don't know. Oh, God. Yeah. No. Oh, my I don't God. know if Mel Gibson drinks anymore, but.
2: Let's <laughs> create I,
0: mean, I Punched My Wife Stories.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, um, terrible. Well, of course it's. I, to me, this sounds sounds like something that might not work. That might not go through. Like, I'll believe it when they're actually on set filming mm-hmm. it. Uh, we have we
1: have two Mel Gibson movies coming out this year. The one that stars in Bloodfather and the one he directs, Hacksaw Ridge. So, in- which I think both look pretty awful. Well, yeah, so I don't I don't know anything about the guy who hacks Saul Richard. That's the Andrew Garfield is the um, main character who never picked up a weapon or something, right? Throughout the whole war, I don't I honestly don't know anymore. I just don't know. I, I I saw the trailer
3: too. I was just like, whatever. I mean, what was with all the funky wire work and stuff in the trailer? Like they have they have people like. Uh, you know, explosions going off and people doing like acrobatics in the air. I know. Uh, being, I I couldn't say. I don't. I watched it on my my. I think I watched the trailer on my phone, so I was just like, whatever. <laughs> and then, and then of course, Andrew Garfield has this voice. He's got this this voice like this. I'm not gonna go in that that war with a gun. Right, right. Yeah, it sounds I mean, like uh, – you sound like Simple Jack from Tropic Thunder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, really. I mean, <laughs> it's against my religion to do that. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. Here's another movie that that's coming out in December. It stars Annette Bening, and it's called 20th Century Women. And it's just been – it's from the director, uh, Mike Mills. Who did Beginners with Christopher Plummer And Will oh, McGregor okay. um, And it's been picked up as a centerpiece Film for the New York Film Festival
3: Yeah I'm not, You know the New York Film Festival this year Has uh, some pretty Blah uh, You know the things that they've announced So far they announced that uh, I forgot what their closing night movie Is now but their opening night movie Is a documentary by Anna DuVernay About uh the 13th amendment uh, it's called the 13th and uh how how slavery has uh has uh, has affected the uh, the prison population in today's society uh and um i forgot what the third what the closing night movie is but it was something that was kind of underwhelming as well and I mean, you know, I I always like Annette Benning and hope hope that she's it's going to be good stuff. I wasn't a huge fan of Beginners. I mean, that's kind of like to me. That's like a TV movie sort of to me. I love Beginners. Um, I love beginners. Really?
1: What TV? What TV movie? I mean, really? No, no. no I understand what you mean, but what TV I mean, movie like an is HBO that? movie. Really? Oh, okay. Like an okay. HBO I did see HBO, movie. but I thought you meant like something like you know. An early yeah, team that's,
0: that's a that's a compliment when you see movies in the theater today. I mean, yeah, there should be room for for smaller movies on a venue other than
3: HBO. I I agree. I I do agree with that. And so, what can I say? But I mean, I I just I I wasn't a big fan of that movie, but um, but you know, we'll see. But I mean,
1: I want to know what TV movie you were thinking of. I mean, when I think of TV movie, I think of something like you know, Smash Up the Story of a Woman or an Early Frost. Um, I mean, you know, our golden our golden age is TV movies of the week, you know. I mean,
3: when some of those were really good. I mean, you know, I don't want to one with
1: integrate. Sally Field. There's one yeah. with Sally Field that was just out of this world, where she was like, like on drugs, like throughout the whole movie. Young, oh Sally yeah, Field the homeless.
3: That, yeah. Yeah,
1: that was just awesome. I mean you can't I mean you double feature of that and Hooper. I mean, you know, you'd never see this woman with a bad <laughs> actress ever again. Um No, I mean, I mean I like
3: T V movies, but I, I I I don't know. I mean I there's just there's very good T V movies and then there's great T V movies and then of course there's bad ones. But uh you and know And then there's I mean, everything that starts teaming others.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a great I love
2: that.
0: <laughs> hey here's here's a fan movie that I read about <laughs> and the premise is awesome i mean uh you Dean I mean, you'd love the premise. it's about movie posters. oh um there's just one problem in all the coverage. I haven't seen this brought up. The movie is called twenty four by thirty six
3: yeah, that's not the size of movie posters. Exactly. Is that a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's a big problem. I I, I did see this this that's title. That's a glaring uh, that's a glaring problem. I, I mean, I did see see this title in the and the and the thing and I totally dismissed it because of the title. Because that's not the size.
2: <laughs> Isn't 24 that like by 40.
0: Isn't that like making a movie about film projectors and calling it VCR?
3: Yeah, that, that, that calling it, it yeah, yeah. calling it thirty-four millimeter.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: they, but. Do they? They have to. They have to know. Anyone that's ever held a poster would have to know, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. What's up with that? I I don't I don't understand that title. Uh, they need to fix it. Uh, and then maybe I'll consider watching. It. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. There's not a movie poster out there that's, that's that size, unless it's some kind unless of funny buy, poster. Unless
0: you buy it at, Wa- at Walmart,
3: yeah, like if
0: Walmart, you buy it at Walmart. If you buy it, at, <laughs> you know, yeah. If you buy like a poster a of Joey Lawrence,
3: it, it will be yeah. 24 by 36 at Walmart.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. So I totally dismissed it, and I kind of just went. I didn't even investigate the movie after I saw that title. Oh. Hmm. I don't believe it, so, oh. I don't know what is, man. Jesus Christ. Uh. <laughs> I mean, you know, but I, you know, I mean, is there really? Uh, what are they going to do? They've already. They, they're going to go talk to uh, collectors and and. Uh, People so. who design them and I stuff. So. I don't know. You know there there was yeah. a good there was a good documentary
0: on Drew Struzan. Struzan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Struzman, couple yeah. Years ago. Uh, a couple, a couple years ago, and he he was worthy of a documentary. He's an amazing artist, and he's shaped he has shaped kind of a legacy in cinema on his right. own. So that was that was worthy.
3: Yes, uh, but a lot of the great ones like Bob Peake and of course Jack Davis who just passed away. Uh, last week um, are gone oh, right, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: You know they're not, they're no longer around. Fall bass. Um, so, uh, but you know, I mean, if I don't know, I I'd be interested to see it. But uh, but if it's gonna be like other fan movies where just people are sitting around talking about how great movie posters are,
1: it's probably not gonna movies. be that great. <laughs> you know. okay. Did we ever talk about Elstree uh, 1976? No. Oh,
3: yeah, that's, that's, that, uh, no, we didn't. But that's, I thought that that's an interesting... was
1: awful. I, I, you know, speaking of fan movies, I mean, that's kind of a fan movie, and I just thought it was god-awful. I mean, I, you know, some of the stories are interesting, you know, the people who have, like, these really brief associations with Star Wars or, you know, are in it for, like, you know, we're talking about a couple seconds in the original film. Right. But I just, I, first of all, I was watching it with my mom, and she found parts of it to be absolutely depressing. I mean, she was just like, Jerry, how can you watch this? You're already in a foul mood as it is. Why do you want to watch this? And, but there are just some of the people who are, like, briefly, you know, in the we're talking about in a movie that are, like, in the cantina sequence, I guess is one of them, um, for, like, a, a millisecond, and that's their claim to fame.
3: Um, and they and, and they made a, They've made a, a healthy living off of this, I assume, right? I mean, well, going to conventions and stuff.
1: Kind of a healthy, kind of. But then you have David Prowse, who I love. He's like the star. I mean, he just was like the he. But Lucasfilm hates his gut so much, um, but he's managed to make a living. I mean, out of it, i um, going to all the conventions and everything. And he was he was making
0: a he was making a living prior to Star Wars.
1: Yes, he was. Remember, he was in, you know, he was in, obviously, in The Clockwork Orange and, and was it Frankenstein versus The Monster
3: from Hell or something. He was in a couple. Um, and he was a bodybuilder. He, he was in a, he was one of the Sinbad movies, Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger or something like that? Yes, I, I guess that, that. You're absolutely right. He was. So, but he's, of course, he's except for Clockwork Orange, where you can see his face, but uh, most of the time he's, you know... Like in Sinbad, he's dressed up as the Minotaur. So um, that's
1: right, the Minotaur. That's right, the minute, Oh my God! Dude. I, I got
3: I got invited. I got invited to a comedy concert
0: where the feature headliner is Sinbad.
1: <laughs> so, so that's, well, that would be pretty. That would be pretty cool. I mean,
0: <laughs> I said, "You you offering me tickets to see Sinbad in concert is funnier than anything that will be said during the actual concert." <laughs> <laughs>
3: I bet Sinbad's a very nice person. He was great in first too, Yeah, but
0: but he's not a, he's not a stand up nice. Uh, I mean, that's yeah. not his job title. I don't, he might be very funny, uh, and maybe he's really honed his craft in the past twenty years since he's been out of movies. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Or you know, I mean, it's gotta be. was he was on a different world,
0: right? But he tried, tried his, his. TV. Yeah, show? he tried his. He tried his hand at movies for a little while during that nineties period.
1: Kid. The first kid, remember, he was that movie with yeah. one of the kids from a Home Improvement show, and yeah. <laughs> first kid. But I know this is <laughs> embarrassing. That I just like, this is really bad. I know
0: this still wasn't. What was the movie where um, was it First Daughter or where Katie Holmes was the president's daughter and the president? Yeah, was like Michael Keaton. Yeah, First Daughter. I think yes.
2: Wow. That,
1: we we, we You throw that in movies. with guarding Tess, you know, oh, that, guarding Tess. Yeah, why not? Let's just have a triple feature while we're at it. I mean,
0: you know, I watched guarding Tess. I watched guarding Tess a couple of months ago, and it was perfectly fine.
2: But uh, <laughs> what was,
0: yeah, the Weinstein's pushed uh, first daughter back to October. Uh, they 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 thought it had real potential. <laughs> The Olympics are going on right now. Um, Their sewage kayak competition, I think, is going to start tonight. So which uh, (laughs) – I I haven't seen any of it. I, I, I need to turn it on. So sports movies, this is Dean's favorite topic, but it's a topic that we rarely discuss on the show. What do you think is the greatest sports movie ever made?
3: Uh, anyway. that's, that's one for sure. Um, and the
1: Bad News Bears, the original Bad News Bears. Bad and,
3: News Bears. Uh, um, um the, lo- the original Longest Yard.
1: Yeah, no, the original, dude, that is, in all seriousness, that is one of the all-time greatest. the mm. um, uh, North Dallas 40, Semi-Tough. Mm-hmm. Semi-Tough, yep. Um... um
3: I mean, the, t- uh, scads of boxing movies. I mean, scads of boxing movies. You just can't even name them all, but you know, of course, *Raging Bull* and and, um, uh, and you know *Rocky*. And, and the, um, champ? the champ, You got to pick the champ with um, the, the original with champ. Yeah, I like the original champ, the, the okay, okay. from the thirties. No, that's um, a good one
1: too. I mean, if we're going on that, *Golden Boy*.
3: Um, yeah, Newt Rodney All American. Yeah. Um Fear Strikes Out, uh, about That's Jim Pearsall. Um mm-hmm. uh, what was the one that um would you, would you consider
1: reclam for a heavyweight? Would you put that in there? Sure. I okay. mean, uh, and,
3: I, I and also man. also um uh Jim Thorpe, All American mm-hmm. with uh Burt Lancaster. Um
1: Feel the greens
3: Field of Dreams, uh the setup, the uh, oh, exactly. great boxing no. movie. Yeah, that is. Oh, I love that movie.
0: Well you know um, you know something. Uh I mean if you think of all the classic traditional uh factors that go into a sports movie that lives, for whatever reason I think uh Hoosiers fills all
3: those categories. Oh I mean, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I would I would put Hoosier's in there. Uh and Rudy. Yeah, uh, really, um, I mean that movie that movie has such a following you would not believe that movie. Oh, I know huge, I know. Yeah, I mean, yes. it a huge following, I mean. As far as the Olympics go, they've they've only uh, you know, I can only think of two offhand that that, that the Olympics actually play into and that's uh, Personal Best. hmm. And uh and of course Chariots of Fire, which is a yeah, movie right. that I've I've never really yeah. loved but uh
2: what about
1: those I mean not Olympics but I mean there's American Flyers I would put I would put two I would put both the both two Fontaine movies are very
3: good in their own mm-hmm. right. Um, here's one here's one that I would throw in that's not really a sport, because uh, it doesn't exist. But uh rollerball. Uh yeah. the original nineteen seventy four rollerball is, is one that I oh, think God, yeah. I mean, qualifies. Uh, isn't, you know,
2: that,
0: like... isn't that similar to High Life? Though wasn't Rollerball similar to that?
3: <laughs> well, no, High Life has the baskets and stuff. You're killing me, small. Okay. Speaking of that, <laughs> the Sandlot.
1: The Sandlot. We got to put the Sandlot in there. I mean, you cannot. Uh, that's one to... I've
3: never seen. Uh, that's, dude, you that's... Got, dude, that's a great,
1: great. I mean, I didn't. You know, I only watched it like on videotape years after it had come out. But that's really that movie. I didn't even realize. it. That movie is so quoted. Like the thing I just said, "You're killing me, Smalls," is from that. And, yeah. Um, I mean, but I mean, people quote from that movie, from that, you know, a lot. Um, it's a very funny movie. It's a very heartwarming movie.
0: Um hmm Have they made a great uh, movie yet?
1: What about King, King Cup?
3: King yeah. King Cup
1: is. I mean, that, dude. That's a great movie.
3: I mean. And to add, that I also reminds me to. of Bull Durham. Yeah, you know, it's another another Kevin Costner comedy.
1: Kevin Costner's sports movies. I mean, I wish he would make more of them. Actually, Um, he's really they seem to be
3: his best movies.
1: They we just named three really three of his best
3: movies are sports movies. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, So I, I like I like a really good sports movie. You know, it just has to be good. That's all. We named a lot of them, man.
2: We just named,
1: we went through a whole bunch. Of <laughs> just off the really top, good. Oh, uh,
3: I can't think of any swimming movies.
1: Well, no, no. Well, it, it's not a, it's not a sports movie, but The Swimmer obviously would be the one that I
0: would pick. But that's not really a sports <laughs> well,
1: movie. I. I yeah, well, which
3: ordinary the, people.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, for that one one scene. Uh, <laughs> I wish swimming movie. Is,
0: <laughs> is it is it Eli, Ellie Fanning? Isn't she a swimmer in Man on Fire or Dakota Fanning or whoever that is? Yeah, I can't. I remember. I don't
1: remember, man. I don't. Oh God, I don't remember.
0: <laughs> I, great sports movie. Great <laughs>
1: sports movie.
2: <laughs>
0: did, did, did they did they make a movie about uh, Elia Gonzalez? That would be a good swimming movie. <laughs> hey, did you see that one?
2: <laughs> <coughs>
3: there seems be, okay. isn't there a movie about the woman that swam the English, English Channel or something?
1: Oh, yeah. Could be. well, no, but isn't that the character that Tilda Swinton plays in um,
3: Benjamin Button? <laughs> oh, my God. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. I forgot about that detail from that. But uh I know,
1: I, I, But I'm not, dude, don't don't quote me on that, please. Do not quote me on that. It's been I haven't seen the movie since the theater, so
3: please don't quote me. I can just well, see that there seems to be There seems to be Okay, so the sports that they haven't done in movies. They haven't done They really haven't done a really good swimming movie other than The Swimmer, which I think qualifies in a certain way. Um They haven't really done Certain aspects of track and field. True. Uh, they they haven't done rowing in in a, in a movie, have they? I mean, other no, no.
1: Well, well, no, no. What about the one with um with Rob Lowe? Um.
3: Oh, you you're Oxford right.
0: Blue, Oxford,
1: Oxford
3: blues. blues, right?
1: Now there, now, and and I know I was. Well, what about I, the, what
0: about the Costner the Costner movie that he just did about running the McFarland USA movie? Uh, well, no,
1: that's good. We were talking about rowing, but no, no. Rowing. That's, that's a, rowing. Uh, but running, oh, no, there have oh. been a lot of great running movies, but no, I would put the oh. McFarland, well, USA. Well, rowing, definitely the, the, the,
0: the best rowing movie is The Social Network, I mean by far.
3: <laughs> I or, knew you were or, going to no, bring that up, but that's, that's only one scene. It's
1: yeah, no, not no, really about – the best oh. rowing movie is Ben-Hur? I mean, let's not joke. I mean, Ben Hurley, <laughs> the,
2: the Charles
1: Heston version. I don't know about the new version coming out in a couple of weeks. And I could care less, but the Chuck Heston version, Jack Hawkins, he saves his luck. You know, that's, a good, that's all good stuff. But um,
2: yeah, yeah, um, you're right.
1: I, I, no, there's a t- there. I do like, and I have a soft spot. For the uh, movie Wimbledon, even though it's it is the British hate that movie. My British friends tell me, Jerry, how can you like that movie? It is so bad. It is the worst movie ever made. I do <laughs> like that, but there is there is a great tennis movie waiting to be made, though.
3: Yeah, they haven't done. They really haven't done a great tennis movie. Uh, although like, I like
1: that movie, though.
0: I mean,
3: I'm doing. One. Are we, uh,
0: the the Steve Carell, um, Billie Jean King, the uh, the one that Emma oh, Stone yeah. and Steve Carell are in.
2: Yeah, yeah, that'll
3: be a biggie. Uh, I just recently watched a movie called Breakpoint with uh, Jeremy Sisto uh, in it, oh, and I yeah, thought that yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought that was
3: pretty good. Uh, and uh, what's the, there's another tennis movie that I'm thinking well, of that.
1: What's that one that spring? Andy
3: Samberg just did?
1: Oh, oh, the one where they make the longest match or something, where they're, they're yeah. spooping like that long. Yeah, no, that was funny. That was good. I like that one. With on with, with John Snow, Kit Harrington was in it. Uh, yeah, and, uh, that was funny. That was enjoyable.
0: I think I want to check
1: that one
3: out. Ball. I that counts. Yeah,
1: that counts. That's, that's like one of Vince Vaughn's high points at this at this point in his career.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's more
3: menacing in that than he is in Psycho.
2: <laughs>
3: okay. Um, also, uh, here's one. Here's one. Uh, uh, the one that got to think about car racing because it's a sport. So uh, Talladega Nights, which I think is a hilarious. No, that's a uh, good one. I mean – it's A hilarious we... movie. If we're
1: doing that, we gotta talk about Vanishing Points, um Tulane Blacktop, um obviously Days of
3: Thunder, um Grand Prix. Grand Prix uh, Le Mans. Le Mans. Yeah. Uh so Breeze uh, Lightning. <laughs>
0: I gotta tell three you guys lightning, about, yeah, about no, Le Mans. No. The uh the documentary that aired on Showtime about Le Mans. Uh-huh. Uh, it was specifically about Steve McQueen during the making of Le Mans. I don't know what it is. Oh. It's it's kind of indescribable, but that is one of my favorite movies of the year so far.
2: There was mm. so oh, I have feeling to this in that I in
0: that movie out. that it's just it's almost haunting, and I can't express it. Maybe it was a mood I was in when I watched it, but you guys need to watch that and tell me what you think because I loved it.
2: Okay, mm. is it is
0: it was it, is it recent on Showtime? I mean, it... it was this year on Showtime it premiered. Okay,
3: this year. Okay, I'll look for it. Uh, I'm trying to think of other sports now that, uh, basketball, I mean, we, there, there's not a lot of basketball movies. I mean, there's, uh, well, there, well, wait there's, a Fast about Break. He got game? Uh, well, there's, he, get, he got game. There's, there's Fast Break with, uh, Gabe Kaplan. And, uh, and Glory Road, we can't forget
1: Glory Road. I know we, we might want to, but we can't. Um,
3: Hoop, and, Hoop Dreams. Hoop Dreams. Of is
1: just, yeah, Hoop Dreams. What about the Fish That Saved
3: Pittsburgh? The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh, I was going to mention that one too. Yeah, and then gone. of course there's a there's a 50s era biopic of uh of The Harlem Globetrotters that I remember enjoying when I was a kid. Do okay, can we Do we count the Gilligan's Islands, the
2: Harlem Globetrotters, on Gilligan's Island? No. I
3: I mean, you know, it's a a legitimate question.
2: That is a legitimate Uh,
3: question. I mean, come on. Yeah, there's not, there's, but there's still, there's not a lot of basketball movies out there. True. True. Um. Well,
0: you know, sports
1: Um, is so sports is so perfectly tailored
0: for movies. About the rim. Because uh there's drama inherent in it. And it's about the underdog and, you know, victory against uh great uh uh obstacles and that kind of thing. I mean it's just it speaks to the great drama in movies.
1: Do you remember the current
3: movie uh, Miracle? Miracle about the um Olympic right.
0: um
1: That was good. More.
3: And also, also kind of uh, uh also, there was a documentary a couple of years ago about the Russian uh, Red uh, Army. hockey team called Red Army that was fantastic. Yes. So, uh,
0: all those all those great inherent dramatic qualities in sports explain when we why teams. basketball explain why basketball was my favorite sports movie.
1: I, <laughs> <And> <laughs> I love that basketball. Movie. I have that on VHS, I think. Um, <laughs> I do. No, but um, speaking of just one of the greatest. Sports documentaries is when we were kings. I mean, that's
3: just one of the great. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of lot of good uh, sports documentaries out there too. OJ,
2: yeah, (laughs) OJ, OJ made America.
3: The whole first hour is all about the sports uh, angle.
0: Yeah, half of it's about half of it's about football, and the other half is about running. So yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah.
2: true.
1: I have a question for both of you. Um, Has anyone seen Cafe Society?
3: Uh, You know, I was going to go last week and I just couldn't make myself go because I was just like, I can't watch another blah Woody Allen movie. Although I'm sure it's going to look great because that's the one thing, the Vittorio Storaro photography, the possibility of seeing that, almost got me out of the house.
1: I liked it. I won't lie to you, guys. I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. And it's not, I mean, it's not something we would put in a, as a great Woody Allen movie or anything, but there's just something about watching Jesse Eisenberg with Kristen Stewart again from, you know, in a, like from Adventureland. It works. I mean, obviously it works much better than American
2: Ultra, which is,
1: you know, ultimately <laughs> I was forgettable.
2: Mention
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm going to mention that, but it's ultimately forgettable. But this actually works. There's something They do have great chemistry together when given the right material. And that's great um, I think Blake Riley is very good Steve Carell is very good It's just Obviously Woody Allen loves old Hollywood I mean He really loves old Hollywood He gets into it and also the stuff on the east coast I like the movie I don't think it's one of his best But I do think it's much better than people are giving it credit for um, But I enjoyed it I won't lie to you I enjoy. And if
0: you watch the movie I think you'll figure out why I liked it but I did enjoy it um, For what it is I think I think Woody Allen would be a good old Hollywood director, if he'd been told if he was told, okay, you're going to make us five movies a year, yeah, um, and you're going to make them yeah, you know, he, he would, he would fit that mold. Yeah. yeah, oh, totally. I mean, yeah, totally.
1: That's absolutely right. I mean, he, 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 he I actually like him. I like Magic in the Moonlight. There were a lot of people that didn't like that movie, but I, you know, I, there was an article a couple weeks ago that said does Woody Allen have anything left to tell us? Because he's made so many movies, and I think they feel like unless he has something really important to tell us, he shouldn't make movies anymore, which I disagree with completely. Because I do enjoy some of these lighthearted robs that this would definitely be included under. Um, But I enjoy it for what it is. I mean, I did like it. I thought some of the performances were very good, and it's a good movie.
3: Well, the only movie that I've seen recently that I was extremely... uh, Thrilled with was uh, I just last night watched uh, Eye in the Sky Oh um, okay. And uh, I kind of Dismissed it you know when it was Out in theaters um, But uh, checking it out uh, Now uh, It's it's quite good very exciting mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Kind of an interesting uh, kind of a Process movie in a lot of Ways because there's not a lot of character uh, Development in it uh it starts off with a problem that is uh well Hellmarin plays a general who has been uh uh who's been chasing this uh ter- terrorist organization around for many years and has an opportunity to uh eliminate the head of the organization. Uh they finally uh found out where they are they have eyes on them from a drone that's going uh that's hovering above. And uh the only problem is when it comes time to take the kill shot a uh they have to take into consideration uh collateral damage to happen. happened. Uh, and um the uh the person who's who's uh flying the drone is played by uh Aaron Paul. Um refuses to take the shot until until uh things are cleared up more. Right. right. Uh so um uh, it, it's quite good. It's got a uh, uh Alan Rickman's last performance. Right. Uh right. he's he, he's extremely uh, extremely effective in it. And also it's got Barkhad uh, Barcod Abdi who uh, you might remember played the uh, got an Oscar nomination playing the villain in Captain Phillips. Uh, mm-hmm. Here he's playing a good guy in this one. Uh, he's he's uh, top notch. Uh, it's a it's a really really uh, effective, exciting movie. I have a couple of minor problems in it uh, with it, but uh, particularly the fact that I know that when <laughs> when drones take kill shots, they don't. I don't think they really consider. Uh, they might have some some consideration of of collateral damage, but plenty of people have been killed in collateral mm-hmm. damage from drone strikes well, well what
0: else I was watching a uh I posted on twitter It's from a few years back when they did there will be blood but there's a q and a um series of videos uh called ninety two y which is where they where they screen movies. Uh, and then they have a and a with the filmmakers afterwards. It's like a cultural event. Um, mm-hmm. And one of, them, one of them was There Will Be Blood with Paul Thomas Anderson and Daniel Day-Lewis. And Daniel Day-Lewis was saying – at first I thought, oh, my God, he's going to be so awkward and inarticulate. But he was saying things that made so much sense and elucidated his process in a very uh, visceral way because he was saying, look – you're asking me about the choices that I make, and I'm not trying to evade it, but I don't make choices. Like they have to actually happen or manifest themselves from the process mm-hmm. of preparing, mm-hmm. or it feels like something I'm imposing on it. I mean, that would be right. a choice. What I do is I just kind of ch- channel it or let it ha- I mean, he said it in a different way, but in a way that I completely understood. And he said... Uh, I don't act more often because I value the process too much. Um, so if I don't find something, if I feel like I'm empty, or if I don't find something that I can speak through, then you know I'll, I'll be a cobbler or I'll, I'll do whatever in my spare time. I don't, I don't have to do this all the time. I love it a lot, and that's why I'm so selective about when I do it. I love that about him.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's really... Can
2: I
0: I
1: ask this before you can edit it out? But, do you know, he's won three Oscars now. He's won three Best Acting Oscars. When do we get to say that he's one of the greatest actors of all time? I don't feel that we we don't make a big deal about him enough. I mean, he
3: is an, an incredible actor.
2: Well, the longer great. he
3: waits during in, in in between projects, I I feel like the greater he becomes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so no, well, I agree. Dean. I 100 with that. I mean, because because you know when he is throwing in on something, he gives a thousand percent, like mm-hmm. ten thousand percent. Right. And you know it's got to be something. It's, it's g- going to be something that you've got to see.
2: Well, um, and look on the
3: look on the flip side of this,
0: because one of the wide, widely regarded best actors of all time is Robert De Niro, and by him doing three movies a year, he is tarnishing that reputation. Oh, he is. I,
1: when do you and that begins? Wouldn't you say that kind of begins with the Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle? Was like the the first like warning sign? Uh, oh my God, we got we got a problem, Houston. We have a problem. I mean,
3: he's uh, to me know, it began is... with to me it began with analyze this.
1: Okay, no, uh, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. I would definitely give you that.
3: I mean, because uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just I feel like uh, you know because up to that point, you know, I I forget what your analyze this was, but ninety nine. Uh,
1: Nine, okay. A year before Rocky and Bullwinkle. So we're thinking around so that the same was, time. that was the
3: year of Flawless as well. So Yeah. Um, but uh, to me, like, he was he was working at a very high level up until the mid-'90s. I mean, he had Casino and Heat in one year. Yeah. Uh, so people, people, people forget that, you know, he was still doing great stuff up until the mid-'90s. And then the fans... Yeah. And then the ever, ever since. He's a fan. He's a fan. I, you know, I mean, he's, he's, there's always been iffy things in in his career. Uh, you know, I mean, you go back to the 80s and you'll see some, some not so great titles in there as well. Falling in Love. But, yes. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, or, you know, I like Stanley and Iris, but that's a lesser movie of his. Um True. Or Jack Knife, you know. I like Jack Again, Knife. these I mean, are Jack not Knife. these are not bad movies. They're just lesser known. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
3: but um, uh, yeah, I there's I another really
0: way to look at it. it. There's another way to look at it though. I mean, from his perspective, all all he would probably say, all I ever wanted to be was a working actor. I have no responsibility yeah. to keep up this greatest actor that ever lived title. But that's yeah. a, that's a cross the bear that I never wanted. So I'm working as an actor. I'm doing exactly what I always set out to do. I have no responsibility to to, to do less because it makes someone else think that my my legacy. You know, I'll determine my legacy. Thank you very much. Right.
3: (laughs) But then again, my question is: How much money do you need? And uh, what? uh, I don't
0: think it's a question of money. I think if you're good at something. Do it. That's your job. I mean, we go to. I go to my job five times a five days a week. But there's something to be said.
3: There's something to be said for taste. I mean, each one of these actors, every actor, is their own business. They're they're running their own small business. Right. Their small business is them. Okay. Why would you? Why produce shit? What you know is shit going in I mean there's there's absolutely of course now that the thing can be said you can never tell what a good what a good movie's gonna be, but generally, you know, I think you could probably tell that that movie that he did with John Travolta was gonna be a bad movie, no matter what why do those movies he's, he's got he's because he's got nothing more to prove,
0: but he's at he's at a stage where he's either an actor or he's not, this is what he does. Why not do it? But I think the difference is okay. But
3: if he's okay, but here's okay. Here's another question. Uh, How come he's not? If he's if he's all about acting, how come he doesn't do anything on stage? Never does any stage work. Only ever done one play in his entire life, and he doesn't do any television. He's about to do his first TV thing with where he plays Bernie Madoff, but he doesn't do any TV either. So why, what's the deal with that? We need to bring Sean
1: Levy on the show. He wrote a book about him a couple of years ago. We need to ask Sean Levy these questions.
3: Yeah. Because if it's all about acting, you know, it doesn't seem like he. Can I ask a question? What's the movie with Travolta?
0: Isn't
3: killing that,
1: killing,
0: is that... um, killing whatever. It's the one that came direct to uh, On
3: Demand.
1: Oh, yeah. Time oh to... yeah, okay. Oh,
3: okay. yeah, yeah, okay, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> Killing time, that's what you'll be doing while you're watching the movie. <laughs> uh,
1: but, oh, I didn't know, okay, yeah, I forgot all about that one. Oh, my God.
3: <laughs> but, I mean, you know, some of the horror movies like and the, I mean, he could always, it seems like he could always be doing something better. You could, he, If it's all just about acting and it's not about the money and it's not, uh, why isn't he doing other stuff? Why isn't he doing again? Why isn't he doing plays and and uh, and television? You know where where some of the good stuff because, is because 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 he's a he's a movie actor.
0: That's his, that's his stock and
3: trade. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's the same thing. So he, he, you know, I just uh, I don't understand. See, if, I, I, I you I know both, could, I he could he could have been. been he could have been the lead in, you know, if he chose to, he could have been the lead in The Sopranos if he wanted. Mm, yeah, you know. I think people
0: would have said, "Why is he in a TV series for God's sake?" Yeah, and they would have, would have, have loved
3: strange. him being in that TV series and he would have been great in it. <laughs> I think, so I think, I think he, he 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 would have overpowered the role. I th- I think that uh, yeah, part I think if you're you know, talking I about Giedel, would have been Yeah. And I, I look. I love Gandolfini, obviously, and I and I wouldn't want him replaced. But just you know, I'm just spitballing here and just trying to yeah. you know figure well, out. Well, no, it's exactly. an interesting theory. It's an interesting theory, but a big part of the appeal of the Sopranos
0: are those characters riffing on Pacino and De Niro. You know, I, so you can't I, actually have Pacino and De Niro in there. <laughs>
3: Uh, I I agree to a certain extent. I don't know if they really talk about Tediero very much in it. Although they do have they do they do have a couple of raging bull jokes I remember, but uh, yeah, that's true. I mean I
0: see that's, both sides of it, but but what what I'm missing is, I mean it's a conversation we've had many times about when these actors lose their hunger. And it just becomes, you know, it's who they are, so they're going to, it's almost like punching a clock, so they're going to do it. It's like, this is what I was put on earth to do, it's what I know, so I'm going to keep doing it. Because if you think early on in their career, I'm thinking De Niro and Nicholson specifically. I mean, they would work with the best American directors, and then they go off to another country and work with Leone or Antonioni,
2: or, mm-hmm. and people
0: that, just people that were, Calling upon something different from them. I don't know Mm -hmm. if there are any directors that grew up watching these people that actually have enough Schutzpa to demand something else of them.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know.
3: And here's another question. Okay, so we remember those those times when Nicholson went with, to work with Antonioni, or or uh, or De Niro went to work with Bertolucci. How come they don't do the? How come he doesn't do any of that anymore? How come you don't see him in something by I don't know Michael Haneke or something? Uh, there might not be something
1: there. I mean, we have to take that in consideration too. There may not be something there.
2: Well. Yeah, you know.
0: Michael Haneke might not want
1: him. Yeah, I mean Michael Haneke has made no I don't know That's a very good point. I mean, they might,
3: you know, there's not there's nothing. They might not want to work with these guys, you know. I don't know. I just, you know, if I were an actor, I would always search for the really good stuff, and I wouldn't do anything else. And but uh, got I mean, Unless too. it was a question of money, Unless it was a question of money, like I need the money because you know my wife is eating my ass out uh, for for uh, a new fur coat or whatever. <laughs> I thought you were going to say she was what I mean, I, I thought
1: you were going to say something uh, about <laughs> tossing her salad or something. But okay, it, but okay, the way you, you said know, that, he, it, I, I, didn't
2: it, it <laughs> I didn't know
3: De Niro was into that. Let's don't start any rumors now. But like uh, you know, I, I just I would not do. Stuff that I thought was bad stuff I just wouldn't do it <coughs> I'd just be waiting around well, also, for the good stuff
0: I mean De Niro's De Niro <clears throat> is a brand But in more ways than just acting I mean he started the film festival He has restaurants that he owns and uh, I mean he's Diversified his interests a
3: great deal Right Yeah. He yeah. owns, owns quite a bit of land You know in, in Tribeca So uh, yeah I mean I don't know, I'd just concentrate on that shit and, and and just do the good stuff. But look, and but then you have somebody like Gene Hackman who made so
0: many mediocre movies, but he's undeniably one of the greatest actors ever. I mean, I don't feel like his his reputation has been tarnished. He was a working actor. He wanted to work as much as possible. That's
3: right. mhm. That's that's a good point, and and typically in his movies he's he's largely he's usually one of the best things about the movies that he's in. So, I mean, you could say that also about like Paul Newman, for instance, you know, who also didn't yeah. always do great stuff, but right, uh, but you know, so I don't know. I just feel like. These days, De Niro is making more bad choices that are hurting his brand than are helping his brand. And I I really don't understand that. Uh, You know, I don't understand that. (laughs) I also think
0: he got into a thing when when Analyze This was a big hit, but especially Meet the Parents. Yeah he found him he found himself with this renewed popularity with the masses
2: mm-hmm. and
0: he thought man i sh- i guess i should capitalize on this and do more disposable movies disposable
3: mm. comedies i don't know why he would care about being popular he he uh, he, <laughs> I mean, he, he i yeah. you know i mean i remember i remember midnight run and everybody says de
0: was playing a comical role and it was, yeah. it was shocking. It was like, let's see the forced comedy performance from de Niro. It was a big deal, and it was a great a really good movie,
3: yeah, that was superb. I mean, I won't deny it. he's he's been you know in his comedy acting, there have been effective performances, and I would include analyze this in that category uh you know or or and also of course, you know silver. Silver Linings Playbook. Um, I mean, all
1: basically all the David, like, you know, David Russell's, you know, Silver Linings Playbook, American Hustle, even Joy for that matter. I mean, he's, he's when you find the right director. I mean, he does do good work. I mean, he does bring in, he does bring it in for those for this David or Russell.
3: He's definitely brought it in. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, I even like uh, everybody's fine.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I do too. Yeah, I like yeah. I like him in it. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's good in it. Maybe not in the movie, but uh, yeah. And uh, in uh, what was the The intern? intern, he's good in. I mean, let's not
1: rule that out. I mean, that's actually a decent movie. I mean, Nancy yeah. Myers movie. Oh,
0: exactly- Deep De- doesn't like that movie. De- Deep thinks okay. that thinks I- that movie's like a like a fragrant fart or something.
3: It is. Okay. <laughs> that's exactly what it's like. It's like a it's like a slightly smudged piece of piece of toilet paper blowing in the wind.
1: I'm just trying to look forward to my old age Dean. okay.
3: I'm just trying to like get the best out of my can if I make it that far. Um, <laughs> uh we have a talk about on this show. Uh the probably the biggest T V event of the summer, which is Stranger Things. Yeah,
1: I finished it last night, so
3: yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, have you watched Stranger Things yet, Jamie? I
0: haven't but I actually brought it up a couple of weeks before it aired cuz I heard great buzz on it and had a great trailer.
3: Mm. Well, it is a lot of fun. I mean, like I usually you know, I I it's something that that I would normally wouldn't say would say wouldn't appeal to me, uh but there is a there is a real uh there's real effort put into the characterizations and the writing. And the making of the show, uh, I do think that it leans heavily on nostalgia. Oh, uh, I mean for,
1: nostalgia. Uh, I mean, I mean, just watching, I'm finishing, and I'm watching it. I'm fin- watching four episodes last night. The nostalgia factor is in
3: overdrive. It, I mean, yeah, it totally. is. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got a little bit of the Goonies, it's got a little bit of E.T. of course, a lot of it's E.T. It's got a of lot of E.T. Me. I
1: mean, a lot of Stand By
3: Me. Stand too. By Me. It's got it's got some John Carpenter in there. It's got some Alien in there. Uh, so it's it's really a show that's a <clears throat> that's a compendium of of, uh, of references, and that would usually not work on me. But somehow they've been able to pull it together, and I don't want to go overboard in praising it because I think people have gone have done that. I think they've they've said, "Ah, oh, it's the greatest thing ever." It's not the greatest thing ever. Oh God! In fact,
2: no. no. In
3: fact, I, I feel I feel like it kind of falls down in, in its eighth episode, uh, in in the right. climactic episode. I think there. I think it's missing a little something. Um, but uh at the same time I'll tell you who's really great in it is uh is the girl playing eleven. Um Yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. You know, we're talking about all this
1: stuff from the eighties, but I gotta be honest, episode four is a total homage to let the right one in. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean it's to- I mean yeah, you know, we have to talk about the modern influences. I mean I, I, I mean, I like the show. And I don't know if it's worth all the hype. I do think it's overhyped beyond belief by, like, our generation being. I think it uh-huh. is totally overhyped. Um, but yeah. I do like it a lot. There's a lot of modern influence here, too. There are two movies in particular, Let the Right One In and Splice, the one with yeah, Adrian big Brody. Time. And, yeah, I mean, I see a lot of that in there um, in the early episodes. Now, yeah. it's not to say, I, I think it's very well done. I don't know if they can carry this on to a second season, though.
2: I really don't.
1: I actually would ha- be very happy if this was the only season.
3: I could easily, I could easily see it in the second season not being able to, you know, reheat the souffle, so to speak. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, yeah. But um, but as it is, it'd be nice if it, if they would just leave it alone. I wish mm-hmm. that they had just made it eight eight episodes. Yeah. Um, because I, I, you know, I, I'm just. I hate the feeling of being strung along, you know, in a way. Um, but um, for me, you know, it's it's Millie uh, Millie, uh, Millie Bobby Brown is her is her name that plays Eleven, and I think hers is the best performance in the in the show because she really just has to act with her eyes and her body, really, right? Uh, right absolutely. And uh, and she becomes uh, the, the most compelling presence in the mm-hmm. in the show because of that but uh but all the kids are really good in it and uh and uh God. that's 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 a plus oh yeah, yeah. No, you, I never thought I I never thought I'd
0: hear you say all the kids are good in this
3: <laughs> yeah that, but I, I you know i'm surprised too but I, I, I find them all to be really well cast and 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 well well played they they're 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 quite they're the reason the, the show works
1: i yeah. think i mean yeah. um, there's some Joe Dante in here too, and um, you know, there's a lot of um, Joe Dante. In there. I just, I just say that because he was interviewed by Glenn Kenny in the New York Times last week for a retrospective they're doing um, up in New York of Joe Dante's work. So there's a lot of Joe Dante in this too. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think you can, I don't, I don't think you can, you know, not mention him when talking about this. Um,
2: this is and
3: important... I, uh, one of its you know i had, i do have to pay lip service to one of its most popular elements which is its score yeah um it's uh it's got probably you know in mu- in movies or television probably the best score of the year uh by Kyle Dixon and, and Michael Stein who really Absolutely. really perfectly uh uh perfectly you know bring up that that sort of John Carpenter kind of feel. Uh-huh. Uh and even more than that, like a like an eighties it's like an eighties synthesizer score. Oh yeah. uh, um that that uh, you know obviously pays homage to Carpenter but also other things like even things like Dave Grusen and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. so uh Yeah, so uh a really terrific score. Um uh, really keeps things humming along in it, and yeah. it just could I was it, I was waiting for that Dave Grusin
0: throwback. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, but there is
1: another show. There is another show that I think has really exceeded, like just really exceeded my expectations, and that's The Night of on HBO. Yeah. I mean, that show is just. I mean, I hate police procedurals with a passion. I mean, I think they're horrible, but this has just defied all expectations to be one of the best shows of the year. I mean just really well done.
3: I I agree. Uh that's the other big event of the summer uh or 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 you know uh, and of course the OJ thing. But um yeah, uh, the night of is great. It still continues to be great and uh I I love that it's a very very slow paced. Uh it gives you it really does give you the feeling of you're like you're in prison yeah, waiting exactly. for the <laughs> Waiting for the next shoe to drop, so to speak. But know, um yeah. And uh, um, the one thing about it that I could do a little less of, do with a little less of, uh, and I still can't figure out how it's going to figure into the story. Really, is that whole the whole subplot with uh, John Turturro's feet? <laughs> I yes, just...
0: I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God! I mean, <laughs> oh God. That's that stuff is that stuff's
3: a little. By the too way, right for me. by the way, you know you know <laughs> who
0: was going to play that. You know who was going to play that role before yeah, John Turturro forget. picked it up. Mm-mm. Mr. Gandalf. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gandolfini. De Niro was going to play it. Oh, De Niro was. But I, I, thought, thought, Gandolfini? I thought
1: Gandolfini. was going to play that role. No, it it, yeah,
0: it, it was... originated with Gandolfini, and then De Niro said he'd play it, and then De Niro dropped out, and Turturro picked it up.
3: Mm. Wow. Okay. Well, uh yeah. I mean, you know, it would be nice to see. I, I'm glad that Totoro's in it. I think it fits Totoro better anyway. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, it uh-huh. really does. <laughs>